Cosmic Christ Podcast with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy by David Fezlian, fezlianstudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, Channeling the Mind of Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we are on episode 13, and the teachings of the Edenic Mind continue with a dissertation from Jesus on the mind of creation. In this dissertation, I actually question Christ in order to receive a clearer understanding of the material I receive. Christ's dissertation comes from the covenant of Christ, the Edenic Mind, the channeled manuscript taken in dictation by my human identity, Irma Kuru, published by Cosmic Christ Publishing and available in the Kindle store of Amazon worldwide. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will begin by reading from the telepathic communication that I received from Jesus. When you live with respect and reverence for the web of life, you serve the very creative substance that created you. For there is only one with many faces, many guises, and many names, as each who knows lends his own ideas to the cosmic creator. There is not one who stands alone or apart. It cannot all serve a purpose in the sophisticated, intricate web of life, from the atmosphere to the environment, to the rock, to the soil, to the water, to the vegetation, to the animals, all are connected, all serve and keep the life cycle flowing, and what is out of place is rogue, and threatens all that are natural, so the rogue is removed in order to keep the perfect natural and organic balance of the web. Man has ideas to destroy what is not perfect to his own way of thinking, but when he acts on this idea, he names himself the creator, and he forgets that he is only one of many creations. He also forgets he is the last creation and his importance is non-existent if he does not serve the greater purpose that all other species serve in the sophisticated, intelligent matrix of life. It all comes down to this. Man's purpose and indeed his very value to the web of existence hinges on only one aspect, the quality of man's mind. How does man's mind serve the intricate web of existence that connects each creation to its creator? A rogue mind does not serve its creator. A rogue mind serves itself, and in pursuit of self-service, the rogue mind sacrifices all that has come before him. The rogue mind sacrifices the very web of existence that created him, believing that he created himself. But he is not independently created, for he needs an environment to sustain him, and this environment must be alive, and it must be fed by life, natural organic life, not artificial life, not synthetic life, and not artificial intelligence. True intelligence is found in the web of life and the intelligence of the one that spun the web. 
All of life is mind. One mind sending thought waves that connect to one another, each to the same purpose and each with the same goal until a web is formed and all thoughts combine and create the blueprints of the metaverse. They create the source of light, the source of heat, the atmosphere for life to breathe, the rock that life will grow on, the trees that will keep the oxygen fed, the vegetation that will feed the life that grows, the insects that will pollinate the vegetation, the animals that will feed from the vegetation, and that also feed the soil so that more vegetation will grow. This is the perfect world of the one mind that spawned the thought waves, that spun the web that holds the entire matter universe in its delicate matrix of intelligence. This is all there is, and if this is destroyed, there is nothing. The web will be broken, and the poisons will linger in a cloud as the only sign that anything existed at all. While beyond the metaverse, there will still be one mind and many thought waves, for the conscious universe will still survive. The Creator will still survive, and all the thought waves of the Creator will survive, and all the waves that served the Creator will survive. But the waves that served the poison, and the waves that invented the artificial and synthetic poison, these waves will remain with the poison as part of the foul cloud. There will be no life in any of it. And where will Eden be? The idea will still live, for the idea is held in the mind of the Creator and the Creator's thought waves. Therefore, the blueprints will also survive. Every natural, organic blueprint will also survive. But another galaxy will need to be prepared to hold and sustain natural organic life before life can form again. But the design of man will never be the same because in his mental efforts to destroy life and in his incessant focus on the destruction of life and in his rogue practices and thoughts, he has shown that his mind is an anomaly. It was not in balance with the Creator. It was a mind that was aligned only to itself, and it is yet unknown if there will be a new breed of man, or any man at all, ever, to be born again. What came first is indestructible. What came last will be forgotten by the superior intelligence of the Creator that pursues eternal existence. The pursuit of eternal existence is not a pursuit of destruction, but a pursuit of life. Destruction comes only to the end of one phase of life. There is no complete destruction that the Creator produces. All are born with mind, each to its own level of conscious awakeness and awareness, each to its own level of intelligence. But all hold sentient intelligence that connects all to the Creator. The mind that is rogue turns away from this connection and proclaims itself a creator 
and as the creation does not hold a connection to the creator, it cannot create. It can only invent, but there will be no life in any of its inventions. And when the creation chooses to turn against the creator, there is no life in the creation, even if that creation procreates. Without the knowledge that connects the child to the creator, how will that child live? The child's fate will be the same as the parents. The rogue mind is doomed. Coming out of the cosmic stream, I contemplated this dissertation that you just heard. So I asked Jesus, do you see how we have been removed because we are rogue? Creation created the dull mind that kills the sophisticated cosmic thinker. We are the rogue ones. Jesus replied, that is how it appears to the mind on earth, but it is not how it appears to our minds here. The waves of cosmic creation are equal to our own waves. Understand, I mean they are equal to our own sophisticated mind waves. The waves of cosmic creation would not be equal to our lower mind's waves. But our higher minds are welcome, which is why we can explore the waves of cosmic creation through our higher alpha mind and through our alpha omega minds and their retained recordings of our alpha sentience. We, in the afterworld, have been here so long exploring the cosmic waves of creation and evolving from our exploration that we now hold cosmic hybrid waves. The hybrid element comes from our human information and the cosmic element refers to our alpha omega information. As we have lived as alpha minds here in the cosmic worlds and as we have dedicated our alpha lives to cosmic exploration and cosmic evolution, so we have weaned our alpha identities out of their lower human counterparts, so we are separate. We are now of two minds. If we wish to revisit our human identities, we now have to travel to the lower vaults of our own human information. Otherwise, we, the cosmic hybrids, live entirely in our cosmic minds, in the cosmic worlds of the cosmic waves of creation. And it is here that we build our city of Zeon. As the rest of humankind live in their lower minds, so they live in lower human mental worlds. Their worlds are not cosmic, and neither are their minds. Their mental worlds are in the lower worlds of the conscious universe. They cannot travel here, where we are. Their waves are not aligned to where we are. When you are cosmic, you live in cosmic worlds. Your human understanding of what is cosmic only relates to the material solar system that your planet occupies. And this is not an accurate representation of the cosmos. The cosmos refers to cosmic creation. The cosmic creator that created your material solar system and all material solar systems and galaxies. But as your scientists disregard the idea of a cosmic creator because they do not understand creation, so they believe only the matter universe is the cosmic world. The mind lives on after death. 
The mind is a cosmic property, and the mental world the mind lives in is also a property of the cosmic world. It is not a property of the material world. You may have thoughts of your material world, and you may hold plans that concern your material world. You may hold a material identity, and you may hold on to attachments to other material identities and material concepts and things. But the material of your mind is not solid mass. It is cosmic mass, which is ethereal mass that is spiritual and sentient. This is what science negates, because science has no instruments to register this ethereal mass. It can only register the dense, heavy waves that are a part of the material world. Tell your readers, inform your listeners, they have the wrong idea of the cosmos and what is cosmic. The cosmic world is the alpha mental universe and the refined alpha omega universe. The lower end is the human mental universe that does not serve the cosmos. Before the lower thoughts of man, there was only the cosmic universe of cosmic waves that held no identity and the alpha waves that held sentience and then the alpha omega waves that held refined information from the journey on earth. But when man turned his mind to dark purposes, so man also collected mental garbage that did not serve Alpha, Alpha Omega, or the cosmos. Man's mental garbage was released with man's mind after man's death. His mental garbage did not rise to Alpha Omega, and it did not rise to Alpha. It also did not rise to the cosmos. It remained in a dark corridor. Nothing dark and corrupt is a part of the cosmic mind. The Alpha mind or the Alpha Omega mind. But as corrupt information is dark, ethereal, mental information, it is created in its own anti-cosmic universe that hangs off of the healthy cosmic universe of the cosmic mind, the Alpha mind and the Alpha Omega mind. While you live on Earth, you create material garbage in the form of material trash, and you place this trash in plastic bags, and the plastic bags in receptacles, and these bags are picked up and delivered to a landfill. Trash is not a part of the earth. The earth has no system to deal with your trash, because all of your trash is made from synthetic and artificial materials that man invented. Nature can only process her own natural organic materials. At the same time, because your trash is made of matter, even though it is a foreign substance, it remains in the matter world. It does not dissolve and live in the ethereal planes. The matter universe only holds the matter portion of life. The cosmic universe holds the ethereal portion of life. As you have created a landfill for all of your waste products to be deposited, so your waste-filled minds created their own mental waste receptacle for waste-filled minds to reside in after the flesh journey ended. And the only ethereal world they could reside in 
is the cosmic universe. However, as your mental waste is not cosmic, alpha or alpha omega, as it is forming cosmic material, it is in a dark depository, much like a black hole. This is your afterlife. You cannot come here to the healthy cosmic universe, the alpha universe, or the alpha omega universe, and we can't go there. We are not aligned to you, and you are not aligned to us. Coming out of the cosmic stream, we will now hear from Enoch, who joins us with his own dissertation on time and the seasons of the mind. Jumping back into the cosmic stream, I will be reading Enoch's telepathic dissertation. Your measure of time is inaccurate because you measure time only by your sense of light and dark. Time, just like life, is not strictly a principle of the matter-verse, but a principle and law of the spirit-verse, the conscious universe. When you view life through the mind, you see a whole new perspective of life. You do not see the matter is out. You see the intelligence in the plans, the intelligence in the blueprints, and the intelligence in the thoughts. We know true life is the mind because we live even though our bodies have died. And we know life is the mind because we still think and sense and plan and converse and we still learn and travel. Yet we do all these things by mental powers alone. We know true life is the mind because we have memories. We are aware that all of our information came with us and this information still lives. And we know that information has no substance of its own. It is not made of matter, but of thoughts. The thought that knows something. And the only container that holds thoughts is the mind. We know we are not our brains because we know our brains were made of matter. We know the brain can be extracted from the skull and held in the palm of your hand or in two hands if it is large enough, but the mind cannot be extracted because the mind is not a physical instrument. The mind is not made of matter. The mind is a metaphysical instrument of intelligence that is relative to the intelligence that it holds in its information waves. Can you imagine the intelligence that is available to pure mind once it is released from the human shell? We share this intelligence with you. If the mind serves no good purpose, what good information is there to share? Furthermore, if the mind serves no good purpose, how can its information be any good? And if the information is no good, how then can you say that mind is intelligent? You can't. And if the mind is not intelligent, then that mind does not serve intelligence. So why would you think the intelligence of the universe would want that mind? It would not. So when we tell you that if your mind serves no good purpose, you will be forgotten, we mean what we say. The mind must serve intelligence. On earth, men would have you believe that intelligence refers to science, astronomy, physics, anatomy. Men would have you believe intelligence refers to knowledge of technology, economics, and history. But I ask you, since all of these things serve only the flesh, how do they serve the mind when the mind lives after the death of the flesh? 
Surely from human history, you can see clearly that man did not use his mind for any worthwhile purpose. You can see that his intelligence was maligned because he was always focused on destruction and the inventions that would aid his destruction and his inventions that would support artificial living and artificial life. And from this you can see that man did not use his mind for a good purpose. He did not spend his time thinking of natural and organic healing working with nature and nature's properties. He did not spend his time thinking of wholesome mental thoughts that raised the minds of his brethren to wholesome mental states. Some men did this, but the words fell on the deaf ears of many. And yet it is these thoughts of wholesome mental states and mental ideas that actually serve the mind in its continuing evolution and its continuing journey of life after it is released from the flesh body that confines it to the earth. The wholesome and spiritual thoughts that inspire the mind to holy states, to states of benevolence, love and divinity, to states of hope and faith and the pursuit of altruistic truths. This is food the mind can grow on, and this is food that will serve the mind in its continuing mental journey of life, long after it has left the body to realize its full mental potential as a being in its own right, one of the minor gods that shares the cosmic universe with the creator mind. When you see life through the eyes of those who hold the secrets of life, you see with new perspective. The matter journey is a small step on the evolutionary ladder of the mind, yet it is also a springboard, for it is the starting point where the mind discovers what it is, and if it is robbed of its wealth, it learns it is merely flesh. But if it is nurtured and fed inspirational food, it knows it is the true creation. It knows it is also a creator, just as God is the original creator mind. And it knows that true life is mental, not physical. And as it is mental, it must be fed food that keeps the mind alive, not the body. The emphasis is on keeping the mind sharp and intelligent, not in the ways of hunting and killing, but in the ways of sentient intelligence, perceiving the unknown worlds and the unknown thoughts that are not related to flesh worlds, but to spiritual worlds and to spiritual aims, because all things that are born of the spirit are also mental creations at their highest, their finest, and their most intelligent. And it is these things that live. It is these things that hold the propensity for eternal life. It is these things that hold the only true life, for these things are indestructible. They will never fail you. The mind has its seasons on earth, and each season holds its own time. Each season is directly proportioned to the mental journey and the health that the mental journey provides. If there is no good food for the mind, the mind lives in poverty, and then it lives in despair, and it faces seasons of despair and insecurity. It may also face seasons of anger and hostility, and rather than being open and accepting of information, it may become a fortress that is heavily guarded, suspicious, and alert for an enemy. This is not healthy for the mind. 
This condition undermines the mental journey, for the mind must be reprogrammed in order to learn that he has any quality life to live. And if this reprogramming does not take place on earth, and you do not take it upon you to do this reprogramming when you are here in the afterworld, or you do not ask for assistance from us, or you are not open to assistance when you are here, then nothing can be done for your mind, and you will continue to live in the same perpetual thinking states you experienced while you were on earth. Though the mind is not made of matter, and it cannot become ill, it records everything, even the thoughts that come as a result of the brain's illnesses and injuries. The true measure of time is seen in the waves of the mind's thoughts, the seasons of good thoughts and the seasons of bad thoughts, and how long it takes these seasons to come around, how long each season lasts, and how long until the next bad or good season comes again. The true measure of time is found in the measure of thought waves and how long it takes thought waves to produce a result. This result can come as a new thought, a new emotion, or a new state of being. While you wait for a change that does not occur, you experience empty time. Empty because it is non-eventful. There is no thought and no sign of anything being created. While you wait for change and are in the throes of other thoughts that entertain you or keep you occupied or even sidetracked, you are not even aware of time at all because your mind is filled. The terrible season of nothingness is the hardest mental season to bear, while the fulfilling season of creative, productive mental activity is the most rewarding. This is what it is to measure time by the mind. It is a process of thought wave monitoring and feeding new thought waves to keep the old thought waves generating if they hold a good purpose, or to think new thoughts that refine the old waves and thereby infuse your mind with a higher purpose and higher intention that also infuses your mind with higher life, a more superior life than it has known before. Anytime the mind is full and productive with good purpose, it is a prosperous, healthy, mental season. Anytime the mind is full with corruption and a poor purpose, it is an unhealthy season. And if the mind is in despair, it is equally unhealthy, for it is oppressed, suppressed, restricted, and denied in its right to live its true purpose, its highest thoughts. But do not be deceived, for man too readily believes his true purpose is in the destruction of his perceived enemies, which is the entire matter world. And no thought of destruction, for any reason, is a high thought or a good thought. And a mind that focuses on such things is not living a good purpose, nor is it living a true purpose. It is living in misery only, and seeking to cause that which is equal to the poor quality existence that it knows. Coming out of the cosmic stream, in our next episode of Cosmic Christ podcast, our journey into the Edenic mind continues with Enoch's dissertation as the first man on earth, the first to see the real Eden. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening. <laughs>